Are you looking to make a quick buck? Did your boyfriend just cheat on you and now you gotta sell his PlayStation 5? Are you looking for some quick money because you're a crackhead and you're gonna sell everything that you own, including your mother's and your father's and your brother's stuff? Well, head on down to Big E's Pawn Shop. I'm Big E and I love selling stuff for good cash money. So if you need that cash money, come on down and we'll sell it. Listen, I'll trade, I'll bargain with you. Hey, I'll even uh, take a sibling or a child. I don't even care. If it's worth money, I'll take it. Are you also uh, worried about your criminal history and you have a gun that you need to get rid of because you just committed a felony? Biggie's Pawn Shop has no problem. Sell your stuff to Biggie. Biggie don't have no paperwork. Just remember that. At Biggie's, there's no paperwork. You can't walk out with a gun today. Over there on Highway 27 between the barbecue and the nail salon. Hi, I'm Christopher. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, buddy, it is another great episode. We're slowly, slowly creeping up on uh, episode 100. We're getting there. Almost there, man. It's incredible that we have been doing it over a year and a half now. And, you know, just a few episodes after 100 will be our two-year and then starting of our season three. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, but we want to shout out to all of our listeners. I know summer, everyone is traveling, but it's August, so welcome back. Uh, We want to shout out all of our listeners in Canada, up in the Northeast, uh, on our Midwestern states, Iowa, Nebraska, uh, Kansas, uh, Georgia, Florida, New York. Where else are people listening? Internationally, Singapore is great love singapore and then uh, of course brussels belgium uh all across europe we have uh more people uh, sydney australia i'm not even going to try that because uh you know my australian accent's worse than chris i think the witchy girl i think i got a pretty good australian accent yeah you're getting you're definitely getting better you're definitely getting better at it for sure but yeah were you saying i was bad before oh absolutely (laughs) oh okay not to call you out or anything um but yeah back to our intro so uh yeah we're really happy to to have you guys with us it's it's been really fun and um really fun to this point so shall we get started yeah good stuff i i was actually uh pulling out the tent the other day because i was going to use it in decoration uh for some of my kids stuff and it made me think of this story that we're about to tell in our old-fashioned donut which is a story from our past now this has been about almost coming up on two years since this story happened but mike and i decided to go camping We haven't been camping in a long time, and camping in West Texas is kind of hard because it's just dirt. There's not a lot of water around, but fortunately, uh, there was this place about an hour away, um, and so Mike and I were like, hey, let's go go take a camping trip. We'll camp overnight, camp for a couple days, and uh, yeah. Unfortunately, the weather in West Texas is also very, very, very unpredictable. So when we went was in October, and we thought, okay, October, right? October should be fall and should have uh, good weather. I'll tell you what it did. It had good weather the week before and the week after. The weekend we went, not so much. Yeah, it was really, really hot. And uh, so we pulled up to our campsite, which was like in this remote location. We sat everything up. And it was on this cliff, and so getting the tent staked down was kind of hard because it was like staking the stakes into solid rock. It was really hard to get that tent up. Yeah, we bent a few stakes trying to get it into the ground. We had to move the tent a couple of spots to try to figure out a soft enough place because 
when I say that you couldn't get these tent stakes into the ground, I'm not really sure. You know, it wasn't like we had the cheap tent stakes. We had kind of like the mid-range tent stakes, so you wouldn't think they would be that bad. And these suckers weren't even going. I mean, they would make a little divot in the ground, but that was about it. It was extremely hard. So we decided to go fishing at night. We thought, hey, that would be a good idea. Uh, and it was fine, except for the gnats. The gnats were really, really, really bad. And so for this camping trip, I decided, because, you know, Chris and I have been camping lots of times in our life, but um, we, I don't think, was that the first time we went camping as, like, true adults? I think it was. Yeah, I think so. You know, we were, like, we got money now and everything. We even went to the store and bought, you know, some some things. And one of the things that we bought was uh, little headlamps, like the little LED headlamps. And I'll tell you this much, um... It, it sounds great in theory, because, yes, it's very dark. And I'll put it to you this way. Off the edge of that cliff all the way down, because um, it's in a canyon, and the you had to get down there for the water. It was about half mile to a mile hike. It took us, like, what would you say, probably 20 minutes to get down there and 20 minutes to get back up? Yeah, and there was, like, no path. So, like, you kind of just had to feel around, and you're gr- grabbing all your stuff right like your chair your fishing pole your tackle box like all the stuff your backpack the snacks and so like you got a a load so you're not it's just not you but you're like trying to figure out okay and you're also trying to remember like okay where where's the path back up because it's starting to get nighttime but so we got down there and so we're fishing and everything and we turn on the led headlamps and like the gnats just swarm dude like just swarming, swarming, and it was still hot, so it was just nasty. It was a nasty time. Yeah, it was terrible, and you know, if where we were at, fishing at night, you're fishing for catfish, and you know, we, we really didn't get anything. We weren't getting any bites, anything like that, so we, we said, you know what, let's pack it in, let's go back up, and yeah, I think, it, of course, heat rises, so it was even hotter once we got back up to the the top of the canyon. It was uh, It was pretty bad, but I don't think anything could have really prepared us for what happened the next day. Yeah, so the next day, like, we grab all of our stuff, right? Grabbing, like, the chairs, fishing poles, all that good stuff. And we're fishing. And, like, when you're sitting out there, you don't notice how warm it starts getting. So you're, like, just hanging out, having a good time. And, like, it got to be a lunchtime. And we were like, hey, do you want to go eat? We're like, nah, we'll wait a couple hours. And it started getting, like, super hot. We're like, yeah, it's probably time to go back up right now. Yeah, because it was about one. one o'clock, one thirty, something like that, if I remember it. And it was just any if you know the region around West Texas or the Lubbock area, it's primarily gets really hot like two, three, four o'clock is just the really peak heat times. And so we said, Yeah, let's go back up and you know, we can push come to shove. You know, we had a cooler in the in the back of the car. It's like we can, you know, get some ice water and stuff if we need to, stuff like that. And, you know, so we make the hike back up the back up the canyon there. And by the time we got up there, I mean, it was like we were we were trying our best to stay cool, but we had to get into the car. Like it was just because the the main problem is it's flat on top of this canyon. There's no trees, there's no nothing. There's nothing to cover you. So it is straight sun right on you. And since you're higher up, um, on that canyon, it's just direct sunlight, you know, and even more intense than when you were down. So it was really, really bad. It was really hot. Yeah. So uh, I think looking back, I think Micah got heat poisoning or heat exhaustion or something. It also didn't help that you had been drinking some beers. Uh, 
during the time while you were fishing. And so I think you got a little dehydrated. Yeah, you know, and I was drinking some water, but when you're out in that kind of heat, you know, you really have to be drinking water, 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 like all the time. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much what happened was we got back up there and I started feeling just really, really ill. And uh, it was just, it was a really, really weird time. And so you have to think too, because we had to make these trips up and down this canyon, we decided to leave because there's nobody else really on the lake. And this was a pretty remote area. So we left all of our stuff down there, all of our fishing stuff, so that we could go there and back without having to tote everything there and back. And so pretty much what happened was, and shout out to Chris, because this was a really, this was a really tough time, but it was like, man, I started getting really, really sick. And he was like, I think we're going to have to, like, I'm going to have to go down there and get all the stuff. And man, I felt so bad because I was like, he's going to have to go all the way down there in the heat and get everything. But it was one of those things. It was like, we need to get back to town. This is not getting very good. And uh, yeah, so it like kept getting worse because I decided, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to help and take the tent down. That made it worse. I should have just stayed in the car, but it was one of those things you want to help out your friends. Like I want to get out of here quicker too. So, you know, and also where the tent was, there was like a vantage point down there. So it's like, if something happens to Chris or something, like I have a visual of what's going on and that just made it 10 times worse. And, um, so yeah, I'll be the first one to say on here and it's really, really fun to say, but, uh, yeah, I got so sick that I, uh, went and took a dump off the side of a Canyon. That was great i'm sure that was majestic for all the wildlife around that got to see yeah he was like i really gotta go to the bathroom and i was like because he's feeling sick and i was like man do you think you just need to go to the bathroom like what you were like yeah and you were just like okay i'm gonna take a dump off the cliff and uh i think it got so hot you started hallucinating birds were starting to talk to you and uh you were just like it's so hot so hot i was like all right bro like we're gonna get you back and everything. I felt like Samwise Gamgee in Lord of the Rings carried all that stuff up uh, Mordor. And so, uh, but it was good, man. Like, you got home, you rested. I think you just got heat exhaustion, got dehydrated. I'm telling you. Well, lesson learned. If you're going to be in a ravine where you have to hike there and back, don't drink so many beers. It's not like I had that many. But at the same time, when you don't drink a lot of water, things happen. So, cautionary tale, if you're going to drink beer, drink water with it, especially yeah. when it's hot. and then uh, we might tell this story another time, but then the second time we went camping, like, it was almost like in this park area, like, there was fishing and stuff, and, like, we were trying to figure out how to pay, like, for a camping spot, and there was, like, no one at the booths, like, we went on a Thursday, we left on a Saturday, and, like, we just basically slept in a park for free, I guess. Find out next episode how we did it for free. No, I'm joking. Yeah, there we'll you just, go. We'll just preface that for next episode. We could just bring that one up next time. Well, uh, we're going to move into the next segment, and it's not the jelly donut. It's the tie your shoes because you're tripping. Uh, it's all about people that have been on bad first dates or people who got caught cheating or messing up in relationships. So uh, tie your shoes because you're tripping. You ready for that? Oh, man, I, I love this one. This one's great. All right. First, tie your shoes because you're tripping. All right, so this lady and her husband, uh, you know, were hanging out and everything. And, of course, it comes to be laundry time. And most women, whenever they do laundry, they go through the pockets uh, because they want to make sure that nothing is going to happen uh, to the to the washing machine. They want to make sure there's no loose change. You know, 
I don't know about you. I forget to empty my pockets. If I'm doing laundry, I just throw the sucker in and whatever comes out, comes out. Is that true? All the time. I mean, just this laundry batch here, I got fussed at because there was a Smarties pack that was in my pocket that kind of exploded. Hey, man, so, it happens, happens, dude. Uh, but women, they like to go through the pockets. And so uh, this lady, she went through her her husband's pockets and she found, uh, how should I, this is a family-friendly show. What should I say? Uh, contraceptives of the rubber kind. Uh, oh. which was which ah. was not a bad thing, except the hus- Trojan horses. Yeah, except the husband had had a vasectomy, so oh, okay. she was wondering why did he need those rubber, you know, contraceptives if he had had a vasectomy? Well, that turns out that the husband was cheating on his wife, and uh, that I don't remember how exactly she found out, but that's what uh was it to prevent against like STIs or something like to I think that's what it was it was probably like to make sure that he didn't transmit any diseases or infections uh but I mean it was it's what tipped her off so uh yeah tie your shoes because you're tripping you better hide it better than that yeah cheating's not cool all right this next one uh this husband uh he decided that he was gonna help out his mistress uh Instead of giving her cash, he gave her a credit card. But the thing was that he forgot to change the address, so the credit card for his mistress got delivered to the house, and the wife found it in the mail. But she immediately thought, hey, this is just the wrong name. Uh, You put the wrong name on here. This is definitely a mistake. They thought that they were a victim of fraud. She contacted the credit card company, and they assured her that there was no mistake. Uh, that her husband was the one who ordered the credit card, and then that's how she found out that her husband was cheating. So uh, tie your shoes because you tripping. Messed up. Found out by Sandeep at uh, the Bank of America. That's got to be a heck of a way to find out. But here's the thing, too. I bet you that's going to jack up both of their credit scores, you know? Like if uh, he got his mistress a credit card, like in her name, or is it like a different... Maybe it just goes on her account, but... uh. I don't, I don't know. think so. I think if he's ordering it, it's got to be at least a joint account, you would think. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm reading here. It says that it was a credit card on his account. So, like, I guess the wife and husband had separate accounts. But still, it's going to mess up your credit. Or the wife just didn't look at the accounts and just swiped away. Some some situations are like that where it's like just swipe and it'll be there. Yeah. Tie your shoes because you're tripping. That's messed up. I hope your credit's a 200. No, I'm just kidding. All right, next one. Um... This lady says that her sister works in a lingerie boutique and a man came in came in for Valentine's Day and he bought two pieces of lingerie. They were both identical. He asked for them to be packed separately with two Valentine's Day cards. One was for his wife and the other was for his mistress. And the lady thought that he was joking, but the outfits were not the same size. You know what Ty Dolla Sign says? He says, Bottom, both the same red bottoms and the same fragrance. Yeah, he did. He did say that. And he, and there was two of them in the club. And they don't even know about each other. Yeah, tie your shoes because you tripped. You bet you they found out. It, it, the story would have been great if the plot thickened and it's like the wife came in and is like, I'm here to return this. And it's like, wait, which one? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though, like, we don't know if the wife found out. So, I mean, he bought them the same. But it's like, why, why would it matter? You know what I mean? Like, if they didn't know about each other, why does that matter? And they're not the same size. Yeah, I don't even know, man. Crazy stuff. Tie your shoes. Maybe it's because, like, if 
the husband had his mistress over and like she saw the same stuff like she'd be like oh that's mine but then again i don't know there's no tellings man because um when she goes to watch it then she'll realize there's two so there's there's no tellings man but i mean some dudes who be in affairs just don't be thinking i'm not gonna say what i was thinking all right next one all right uh this lady she got all four of her boyfriends to buy her the same purse she had four boyfriends. None of them knew of each other. Uh, so they bought three of, or sorry, four of the same identical purses. And so she sold the other three for money and she kept one of them. So that way, you know, they see her with the purse and they're like, oh yeah, that's the purse that I bought you. That lady's a hustler. Tie your shoes because you're tripping. She is a hustler. And I'm going to take this moment to say, ah. But that's pretty crazy, man. But why Why four of the same? Like, why four of the same? Why? Because she was probably like, oh, it's a Valentine's gift or a birthday gift. And they were. she was probably like, hey, you can buy me this for my birthday. And it's like, oh, yeah. And they all four buy her the same thing. So they all think, yeah, I, that I gave her that bag. Yeah. And, and she was like, I'm going I'm to get the money off the exactly. other three Louis Vuitton She's like, I can just whatever. sell the rest to get the cash for it. Dang. Those dudes... Hopefully they they realized they were getting played. I hope so. That stuff has a way of coming out. All right. Uh, I think this report was in the UK, but apparently uh, this guy had recently split from his wife. They had just been married, and they had their first child, so they had like a honeymoon baby. Unfortunately for their marriage, the child turned out Asian, but both the husband and the wife were Caucasian. So when the wife gave birth, the child came out Asian. Uh, he didn't discover until the child was born that a, uh, that his wife committed to an act of desperation uh, on the floor of an Asian restaurant with one of the staff during her bachelorette party the night before her wedding. Um, so apparently this guy was injured uh, because he got into a fight because one of his coworkers made a joke about it four months later. And so he got in a fight and uh, just didn't turn out to be good. That's pretty messed up. Your wife cheated on you the night before your wedding and the baby turned out to be Asian. With the dude at the Asian restaurant. That's crazy. <laughs> There's so many directions I could go with that. And I'm not going to go on any of them. But that's that's pretty nuts. I've heard of stuff like that happening. But um, I've also heard, I don't know if you've heard about this, the spontaneous generation babies to where it's, you know, it could be two Caucasian folks, but the uh, the child comes out African-American. Have you ever heard about that? And it's like because several generations back. Um, oh, like they had a, they had an African-American in their bloodline and then all of a sudden it came out. Yeah, pretty much. That's the best way to say it. So, um, but yeah, that, it's pretty crazy how that worked. But in this case, it don't sound like that was the case. All right, last one. Uh, this lady was dating this guy and she ends up pregnant and she has the baby, right? But during the, the delivery, there were a few complications and she ends up needing a C-section. The baby daddy refuses to gown up and be with her in the delivery room because turns out he needed to be able to go across the hallway to his other girlfriend that was also in labor at the same time. This dude got two girls pregnant and they were both going into labor at the exact same time in the exact same hospital they were just across the hall with i got other. two of my baby mamas in the club and they don't even are in the hospital more like it <laughs> and they don't even know about each other that's crazy dude man like 
I'm telling you, people are wild. That's nuts. It's just like, honey, I'll be right back. I'm going to go get you some ice chips. I see that fool running down the hallway. And it's just like, honey, I made it. I made it. We here. <laughs> and he goes back and forth. I should laugh. That's terrible. But that's like some sitcom. Yeah, type it stuff. really some is. Sitcom. It really is. All we need is a good sitcom actor and we can make that into a good show. All right. Well, we are going to move into our donut hole, which is our free stuff and i got another game for you another trivia all right did you did you toughen up the office trivia no i did toughen up star wars trivia though so this is gonna be star wars trivia part two and i asked some more difficult questions let's see if you know now are we gonna preface this is this just the first six episodes or is it the disney stuff yes this is just episodes one through six no none of the spinoff shows none of the new shows i kept it because i know that you haven't seen any of the spinoff shows except for obi-wan kenobi i think that's the only spinoff you've seen yeah and then the i saw the i guess the technical seventh movie oh the force awakens yeah we don't we don't we don't talk that's good that's good all right all right first question C-3PO is fluent in over how many languages? A, 100,000, B, 1 million, C, 6 million, or D, 6 billion? Ooh, that's that's a really good one. I'm going to go with A. 100,000? Yeah. It is false. It is 6 ah. million because he goes, Hi, I'm C-3PO, human-cyborg relations. Yeah. I am fluent in over 6 billion languages. For, or yeah. forms of communication. That's what it says. I was I was trying to think of that scene because I was sitting here. I just couldn't remember what he said. What are Han Solo's last words in The Empire Strikes Back? A. I love you too. B. I know. C. Chewy. Or D. You slimy son of a. Definitely not D or C. What was A and B? I guess. A. I love you too. Or B. I know. I'm trying to think because it's. They're at the celebration, and it's Talia, right? Or it's Empire Strikes Back. Oh, hold on. Empire Strikes Back. That's number five. That's the one with Lando and the Cloud City. That's number five. Then I'm going to go, I know. That is correct, because Leia says, I love you, and he goes, I know. Um, Good job. All right, next one. You're going to have to think on this one. How In episodes one through six... How many arms does Obi-Wan Kenobi cut off from episodes one to six? How many arms does he cut off? A, two, B, four, C, five, or D, three? Okay, so so there's two in the first one. You said just arms, right? Not limbs? Arms. Okay. Human human arms. Droids don't count. Okay, so, yeah, I couldn't count all the droids to cut off the arms up. Um, So there's Darth Maul. So that was two. Um, he didn't chop off Dooku's arm. Grievous, ooh, I need to go back and watch three, apparently. So I'm trying to think, did he cut Grievous's arms? No, he did. He did, because he, so that would have been four. And so there's six there. Then Anakin's two. So what does that make? That That's seven? Seven? No. Hold on, what were the choices again? Two, four, five, or three. So it's got to be the biggest number, five. It is actually five. So he actually didn't cut Darth Maul's arms off. He just cut his body in half. In episode two, Attack of the Clones, that lady that's following them at the beginning, he cuts her her arm off. So that's one. 
Oh, and then yeah, in episode three, he cuts General Grievous's arm two arms off, so that's three total. Then he cuts Anakin's one arm off at the end, so that's four. And then in episode four, he cuts off that other guy's arm at the bar, so that's five. Oh, the the weird yeah, looking the, dude. the pig yeah, looking yeah, yeah. dude. So I was totally wrong. I was wrong on most of that. I just happened to be close to the number. All yep. right. All right. Hey. I gotta go back and watch, apparently. Which character has appeared in all six Star Wars movies? A, R2-D2, B, Master Yoda, C, the Emperor slash Chancellor Palpatine, or D, Chewbacca? It's not Chewbacca. It's not Palpatine. No, I'm like Palpatine. No, I'm thinking it's... It's gotta be R2-D2. It is R2-D2. There you go. Alright. Number five. What was Count Dooku's Sith name? A. Darth Plagueis B. Darth Wren C. Darth Tyrannus or D. Darth Maul Darth Tyrannus That is correct. Alright. Which actor had something inscribed Sorry. Which actor had something inscribed on his lightsaber hilt? A. Hayden Christensen who played Anakin Skywalker B. Samuel L. Jackson who played Mace Windu C. Ewan McGregor, who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, or D. Liam Neeson, who played Qui-Gon Jinn? I want to say it's Samuel L. Jackson. It is Samuel L. Jackson. You know what he had inscribed on his lightsaber hilt? Bad mother (laughs) effort. That's great. And, um, yeah, I love, I love, if you've never seen the video of Samuel L. Jackson talking about getting his purple lightsaber to George Lucas, it's pretty funny. Yes, it is. All right, next one. Revenge of the Sith has the most lightsaber battles of all the movies. How many lightsaber battles are in Revenge of the Sith? A6, B4, C7, or D5? Okay, I'm going to try to count these out again and see if we do good. So, the very first one was against Dooku on the spaceship. At first, when they were having the big space battle there. So, did that. Then it was General Grievous. Then it was... Oh, boy. Kind of thing. Then it was... I'll think about the... I don't know if it skips this far, lightsaber battle-wise, but all I can think about is Anakin and the Younglings, if you count that one. Then we have... uh, When they're on Mustafar, when Obi-Wan and him fight, was one of the choices five? It is five. You had the first two correct. There was Dooku and Obi-Wan and Anakin. Then there was General Grievous and Obi-Wan. Then there was Mace Windu oh, and Darth yeah, Sidious. Yeah. Why'd I forget that and then instance? there was uh, Anakin and Obi-Wan. And then there was Master Yoda. and. That's right. I don't know why I forgot the Samuel L. Jackson scene. Because that one's one of the most funny. I, I don't. It's not supposed to be funny. But just for some reason, whenever Palpatine's like, No, no, you have lost. It's just funny. I don't know. All right. Three more questions. There's been a famous debate of a famous shootout speculating who shot first who was involved in the shootout a han and luke b han and greedo c leia and han or d leo leia and han and greedo right there's been a lot of speculation of who shot first who do you think shot first i honestly think it was han that shot first but there i could see where it could have been greedo too it was in the original it was han that shot first so yep all right two more all right, what was Luke's aunt's name? So his uncle's name was Owen. And then what was her? What was his aunt's name? 
I can already tell you. You don't have to. All right. What was options. his? What was her name? Baru. I don't. I, that always sounded like an Australian name to me. At Baru. I don't Maybe. know why. All right. Last one. Han Solo made the Kessel Run in less than what? A ten parsecs. B eleven parsecs. C twelve parsecs. Or D nine parsecs. Twelve parsecs. That is correct, buddy. You got those right. You're pretty good at your Star Wars trivia. Yeah, except for my lightsaber battles, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I tried to make them pretty, uh, pretty hard because a lot of the ones I looked online, it was like, "What planet was Luke born on?" Tatooine. It's like we got that. Who killed Qui Gon Jinn? Darth Maul. We all know. See, and for some reason, it's like this. This should tell you how long it's been. I can remember the scenes, but like in the event of. Uh, Darth Maul and Obi-Wan cutting him in half. I remember he got cut in half, but for some reason I could just visualize his arms getting cut off because when he's tumbling down the thing, I don't know. I just visualized him with no arms. So, you know, you remember things a little different if you haven't watched it a little bit weirdly. Yeah, I actually just watched The Phantom Menace. Me and my wife are going to watch them all the way through. Uh, so we just watched Phantom Menace. I think that's the one I know the most. I can quote that one the most, like from beginning to end. But my favorite is Revenge of the Sith. You know which one I can quote the most is Clone Wars, the second one. Even though that's not one of my favorites, and not a lot of people's favorites. Um, mainly because it's slow. There's not a ton of action, you know. Um, there is some, but it's not. But I just remember that was one of the first DVDs we ever got. And so, wore that thing out. True. That's where I fell in love with Natalie Portman, as did most of us. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to move into our next segment, which is what fries my donuts? <laughs> Micah, what fries your donuts? Oh, so we're going to do a deep dive on something, but we're going to start off with one thing. What I've been having to watch here lately, or not having to watch, but, you know, we're kind of in this sports dead zone, and at least here in the United States, where we're, we're waiting on things to happen, and... Uh, you know, American football is starting to kick up. At least the NFL is having their training camps. So it's just kind of them training and getting their stuff together for the upcoming season. So, yes, I am that bored to watch that. But what I can't stand, what I really can't stand, is the fact that um, people, they shouldn't use terms like this. There's this guy, right? And he's, he's okay, um, he's a commentator on there, but he tries to use terms to, how do I put this? Stay up with the youth, I guess. And some people just have no business saying certain things. I'll just say that first and foremost. The first thing that I'm talking about, when somebody says, you know, he provided for the rest of the team. So the rest of the team ate or the team is eating because of him, but you are a 75 year old man. Like, don't be doing all that. Like, I'm sorry the network's probably making you say that, but that makes you look real foolish when it's just like, oh, yeah, because of his efforts, the rest of the teams ate last year. It's like, why can't you just say that they had good production because of the other work that he did? He ain't got to go into all that and be like, oh, yeah, they ate or he's eaten. Like, don't be saying all that. But that's not what I'm going on about. What I'm going on about is the lack of team I, you know, I'm, I'm watching these NFL training camps, and you know what I see? I see a bunch of people who are individuals. I don't really see a lot of team atmosphere. Now, you do with, like, O-line and stuff like that, but, yeah, you know, they're not 
they're an indivi- not an individual group. They have to be a, a group, you know? But the individuals, it's like, what are they showing? It's like, oh, he's got gold cleats. Oh, he's got these mouthpiece. It's like when he breathes, it's got a spinner on the mouthpiece, and the spinner is made of diamonds. And it's like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Call me old-fashioned. Call me old-fashioned. But a uniform is a uniform. The mouthpiece is going to be a color. The shoes are going to be a color. I don't mind if you wear a chain or earrings or some other accessory that's not a part of the uniform. But when you're wearing a uniform, what does uniform mean? It means you look the same as everybody else on your team. So my problem is when somebody goes out there and they've got this gold visor and these gold shoes and it's just like oh look at me you know what that shows me that shows me that you aren't about the team that shows me that you are an individual who's looking for everybody's attention of like oh look at me you know what i gotta say to that do what you're supposed to do and you don't have to be showy you can let your work show for itself but i'll tell you this much that's what i'm seeing a lot i'm seeing a lot of me and not a lot of team and you know it's sports is a good example and it's always a direct reflective because again nowadays what are we looking at used to be i like the dallas cowboys you would talk about the team right a lot of times people will say i like Dak prescott or i like patrick mahomes not the team if patrick mahomes got traded from kansas city i think the entire city of lubbock would be uh you know whoever's fan at that point it's just amazing to me that it used to be, and you know, this carries over into anything in life, and that's what really fries my donuts. It's not just sports, right? Sports is indicative of our society and how it's running, and unfortunately, we have a lot of people who are look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at the what I'm doing. They'll post on Instagram, oh, I'm working so hard, oh, I'm doing this, oh, I'm doing that. It's all a show. It's all a show. If you were doing what you needed to do, people would notice on their own. Yeah. How do you feel about um, whenever they build a team around a player, like what they've been doing with LeBron James? And I will say this. If you want to root for individuals, watch UFC or watch pro wrestling because you can cheer for your favorite character, cheer for your favorite wrestler. No big deal. Like what they do doesn't really matter to the whole company as a whole. Yes, it does. But I'm sitting here like, bro, like, why are we going to build a team around a player? To me, that's setting yourself up for failure, I think. Well, even a few years back, right, you're sitting over here and, you know, this. there's probably a lot of people that would disagree with this, but you talk about Tom Brady when he was going to leave the Patriots, right? And they held on to Tom Brady a few years, even though him and Bill Belichick, their coach, was really clashing heads and really clashing heads. And it was because the owner liked Tom Brady. And of course you like Tom Brady. He brought you all these Super Bowls and everything. But you also have to look at the other thing. What is going to be best for the team? The guy's in his 40s. Maybe he has a few years left. You're talking about a legendary coach versus a legendary player. One has a shelf life. One doesn't, right? And so a lot of the times these decisions are being made not thinking about those things. Not think, And, you know, it ended up working out for them. But it almost didn't, you know, if if the owner of the Patriots would have kept on and kept on and kept on, they probably would have lost out on Bill Belichick, the greatest coach ever, who doesn't really have a shelf life until he dies, which, you know, he still seems like he's got life left in him. So I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know, man. It's just there's a lot of I, I don't like it when they build. And to answer your question, I don't like when they build uh, teams around a player. Because, again, players have shelf lives. Players have thresholds. Players have certain levels of tolerance. Players are 
you know, they could be fantastic. They can tear their ACL tomorrow and never be the same, right? Well, it's also, too, whenever you have that one person, you're putting the whole brand on their shoulders. You're having them carry the whole brand. So if so-and-so decides, you know what? I'm going to go get arrested or I'm going to go murder someone. Then you got the whole brand that looks bad because they always associate, okay, like, for example, not that he would do it. I don't know. He might. I don't know the guy. But if LeBron James decided that he wanted to go out and shoot someone and kill someone, what's the what's the association going to be with the Lakers now? Like, people are going to be like, oh, crap, we can't like the Lakers. Or even the Cavaliers from back in the day because he's from Cleveland. And a lot of people still associate him, Cleveland Cavaliers, you know, that sort of thing. But, you know, there was actually something very similar happened to that in the NBA. There's a young star. I don't know if you've heard of him. His name is Ja Morant, and he plays for Memphis. And his biggest thing this year has been exactly not murdering anybody, but he makes those classic, you know, almost gang style videos where he's holding up a gun and it's just like, you come around my hood and this will happen and stuff like that, right? And so he's gotten in trouble twice for that. But the city of Memphis is already not a a great place. A lot of people know it for being very violent, right? And very, especially gun violent. And so it makes it look that much worse. And not just that, but it makes you as an organization, as a team, what does that make you think about the Memphis Grizzlies? Uh, you know, and it's it's bad to say, but you sit here and go, if that's their leader, they're a bunch of thugs. And that's a bad way to think about it, but it casts that perception over, even though that's probably the furthest thing from the truth. It's crazy, man. And I also, like, I'm going to go the church route with this because that's my business, right? But whenever you put like a person up on a pedestal, like, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm, he- I'm here because of pastor so-and-so. And it's like, bro, that's taking away from the whole message. If you're putting one person up on a pedestal, they're going to let you down. I don't care if it's sports. I don't care if it's wrestling. I don't care if it's whatever, whenever you put the brand on the shoulders of one person, that person is fallible and they're going to mess up. And so you're, you're almost setting them up to fail because when that failure does come, then everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm not going to like McDonald's anymore because LeBron James shot somebody and he's the face of McDonald's. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it's crazy. And a lot of people don't understand that pressure either that a lot of these people are under, but it's just, It's just crazy to me, man. It's just crazy that a lot of it has become so individual focused. And like I said, I really think that's indicative of our society of you have to think about yourself, you have to self-promote, and you have to, you know, you have to do a lot of things on your own, which is very true. But, you know, we can't forget the team aspect of things. What I get mad about, and I'm sure you do too, is when people post their goodness on social media and it's like oh look at me look what i'm doing oh i got my bible out i'm doing my quiet time i'm so good i'm so great oh look at me i'm giving money to a homeless person oh look at me and see that's exactly just like on the sports room what like what i was talking about too same thing it's you'll have odell beckham out there taking videos of him running routes it's like bro that's your job you're, you're a professional football player. I would hope you out there on the field during the offseason running routes. I really do. Like, But you're you're out here showing off for the camera. Are you really doing it to get yourself prepared? Or are you showing off like, hey, because Instagram, I'll tell you this much, Instagram, all your socials are a very mystical place where a guy can run a few routes and everybody's like, wow, he works really hard. But you don't really see what all he's doing. He might not be doing yeah, all exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what's happening when the camera goes off. And so 
I, when I see people post these videos, even if it's something negative, like, oh, yeah, this person was rude to me or they were rude to this. Per I was like, well, what happened before the camera went off and after the camera went off? That's what I want to know. There's so many uh, there's so many times where I watch a video and I'm like, man, I want to know the full story because this is only half of the story because people can be wild and crazy about people's reactions, even though they're in the wrong but you don't see that. It's really easy. It's just like, and we're, we're diving in even more here, but it's just like our big mainstream media, right? Um, your MSNBCs, your Fox Newses, your CNNs, all of those. You could take a snippet of things that's 10 seconds long. Heck, you could even put this in a religious stance too. You could take snippets of the Bible and put them and make them into practices that aren't really true. What does it say before and what does it say after that? For the media sense, it's what did that person say before that sentence and what did that person say after that sentence because context is really, really key. Yep, context is key. That's that's all I got to say. You hit the nail on the head. That's all I got to say. Context is key. But yeah, you know what I found out, man? Like, if you do the work in private, it's going to come out in public, whether you post it on Insta or what, and then... They're going to be like, oh, yeah, where was this guy? This guy came out of nowhere. And it's like, no, he was just doing the work beforehand. And all of a sudden, you know, he got his moment. And see, that's that's the kind of folks. And I'm not saying that, you know, these football players and stuff can't keep up with social media and stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But it's it's when you're trying to show that you're doing something right. I would rather have somebody never post on social media that they're doing anything, right? Not not show nothing, not even show their football side, but be holding up an MVP trophy at the end of the year or whatever, right? You know, that's that's the kind of, you know, a lot of people aspire to be that, but they're not putting in that work and they'll try to show like they are, but they really aren't. It's just crazy. I agree, man. Well, we're going to move into our next segment, which is our mystery donut. And that's our improv segment. So we got some free improv for you, and we're going to make it a little interesting. We're both going to choose each other's accents, um, and then we're going to choose a scenario. So you want me to choose your accent for you? Sure. What are we going to do? I I'm going to choose for you uh, Danny Evans. You're going to have to... Oh, my gosh. Yep. All right. You're going right. to you're gonna have to do the whole improv in Danny Evans. All right. All right. You can choose mine. <laughs> All right, so for you, um, screw it. Since we've been doing the Australian bit the entire time, Australian accent at all. Oh, you're gonna choose my uh, mediocre Australian accent. Oh, should I should I match it up with something else? I don't care, bro. You chose it, so I'll do it. Let's do it. All right, what's our scenario gonna be? Oh, that's a that's a good one. Um, oh, I got I got a good one. Going hunting. Go for it. Hunting season. Oh god. Okay. I'll let you start. All right. Hi. I mean, sorry. Hi. Um, is this where we go? Hey, you wanker. I don't know why you're over here blabbing around like a big old dingo baby. You're going to scare off all the deer. So, Danny, he, and that that's me, by the way. I'm Danny. And, uh, but I just, what I got to say is I, I'm just new to this hunting thing. I don't know if it's really my thing or not. I just knew that there was going to be guns and, and guys and ammo and stuff like that first of all mate i don't even know how you winded up on this trip because you're just annoying you're annoying if you talk one more word i'm gonna shove the barrel of this 12 gauge shotgun in your face and you're gonna be looking at your last leg you got it oh no i don't want none of that i don't want violence or anything like that i'll tell you this much 
I just want to, you know, I think pink camo is really my color. I'll say that much right now. I think I look really good. I think Paula Dean would be really proud because doesn't she go deer hunting with her family? Paula Dean? Ain't nobody heard about Paula Dean in like two years. She's the one that made all them racist comments. You over here talking about Paula Dean when we should be out shooting some deers. Did you know that deers are just jacked up kangaroos? Or anorexic kangaroos? Kangaroos are just jacked up deers. Now, that's offensive because anorexia is nothing to play around with and I just, I don't like it when you tell them jokes, but I'll tell you this much, it's just fun to be here. I'm telling you, mate, you ever looked at a kangaroo? It looks like a deer been going to the gym doing them bench presses and them squats. It looked like he went to prison, did some time in the yard. Can you say dingo baby for me? Why? Because you're Australian and, you know, I don't know. It's so funny when y'all say things like that. Oh, so, so now, now who's being offensive? talking about me being offensive you over here stereotyping me what do you think i'm gonna be crocodile freaking dundee and pull out a big knife and say oh good day mate i'm the crocodile hunter well you should be because you're on my show this is the danny evans show i don't know who you think you are okay but i'm asking the questions i'm telling what's going on the camera's here for me it's not here for you. First of all, mate, there's no cameras, there's no microphones. We're on a show called Sure Real there is. We're on a show called Reality, and I suggest you get back here, mate. Sure it is. It's the Danny Evans show, and every day is a new episode. There's a deal over there. I think I'm gonna shoot it. No. Alright, well that was our uh improv segment. I don't know what's going on with Danny Evans. What a character, man. I don't know. We literally just I'll be honest, it's just you say Danny Evans and we just let it go. I, I really don't know. It's just improv. Maybe I sound weird. Uh, I don't know if you ever do this, but are you like ever in the car by yourself and you're driving and you're like, I just want to try out a character. I just want and you just start talking like that character in the car. You just start talking like him, trying some things out. Oh, yeah. You and ever do that? Oh, yeah. And then I catch myself and I'm going, man, the people in traffic must be like that dude is straight up talking to himself. I want to get away from him. So... You know, maybe it's not so weird. I'm a, I'm always trying out new characters and be like, oh, how does this sound? I'm like, nah, 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 nah. So-and-so wouldn't say that. So-and-so wouldn't say that. But, uh, yeah, man. Dango baby. Yeah, dango babies. Uh, yep. All right. Well, we're going to move into our final segment, which is our clear, which is our positive advice. And mine is uh, make peace with people, man. Like, you know, you don't always have to reconcile with people, but forgiveness is a big thing, right? So... A lot of people mistake forgiveness with uh, with reconciliation. That's just not true. People think, oh, if I forgive somebody, I have to be their very best friend. And that's not true. So uh, forgiving someone is, is a big deal, man. You just got to just gotta. That's do awesome, that. man. So mine, uh, this might sound a little weird coming from me, but uh, not, the, not the eclair, but the example I'm going to use. So take risks. Have a good time. If it sounds like it's a little scary, go ahead and do it because it's probably going to be a good time. What I mean by that, um, so I, I like to fly planes. I'm not too big on helicopters. Reason being a plane, if the engine goes out, I can glide and you, you have a shot. Helicopters, something happens, you're kind of done, right? I mean, there's nothing you can really do. Well, you know, there's been this helicopter ride that a few of my friends wanted to do, and I've been curious, and the fear's not that much to where it's like it's going to keep me from doing it. But boy, I'll tell you this much. Right beforehand, you're sitting here, and 
you know, the biggest part about fear, I think, is your mind goes through about 90 scenarios of what could happen, what this could be. Did I check this out? You know, my mind was even going, I should check the, the safety rating of this kind of helicopter on Google. No, no, it's fine. You know, 99.9999999999% of life is going to go fine. It's not going to be a big deal at all. So take those risks because, you know what, that helicopter ride was really fun. Yeah, for sure, man. And I will tell you this. Google is, like, the best thing, but it's also the worst thing, too, especially when it comes to medical stuff. You're, like, Googling your symptoms, like, oh, my gosh, I have mesothelioma. And it's like, nah, you just probably have heartburn, bro. So, uh, yeah, don't let your mind go into that because fear stops you from doing things uh, that – that are great, right? I'm sure a lot of people who've done some great things, like, yeah, I'm sure they were scared, but if they would have let the fear stop them, then, you know, we wouldn't have the things that we have today. And uh, speaking of that, I'm going to caveat over into TVTrashCan.com. That's TVTrashCan.com. Speaking of that helicopter video, if you want to see me face my fears, well, you won't see me in the video, but if you want to see me face my fears and fly around in a helicopter for a few minutes, I'll post that video on there. So you can see that there, along with our other videos, our other content, and uh, some streaming stuff for some goofy and fun TV shows. Be sure to check out Bible Man, and you gotta always love our court TV show, Eye for an Eye. But anyways, I'll just let you know, we're there, tvtrashcan.com, go visit us, and of course, uh, follow us on the socials, man. So you got anything yeah, else? Yeah, uh, be looking out, man. We're working on some stuff for you guys, and that's coming up soon. Super, super secret. Super secret. But we're, It'll be great. Super uh, secret. Some content for you guys. Uh, it's not serious like a airplane video or a helicopter video. So hopefully it'll hopefully it's some fun. Hopefully give you some chuckles, give you some laughs. There won't be Danny Evans, I'll tell you that much. No, there won't. But uh, yeah, I think that's it. I think it's time to take this Dota box to the trash. Alright man, well I'm Micah And I'm Chris And this has been the Donut Box Podcast See you on the flippity flip